Thank you very much, and thank you for that lovely reminder that it's a 30-year anniversary for me tomorrow. Goodness gracious. And Reverend Russ did forget one name. He forgot himself. So thank you, Reverend Russ, for being here with us. And, and uh, your... Uh, recitation of all the people that helped make this happen caused me to think of our musicians, too. We must acknowledge them as well. And of course, all of us do so well thanks to the power and commitment of our volunteers in the booth welcoming in our youth and family, on our board of trustees. So also let us appreciate everyone who has volunteered to make our center what it is. Thank you, volunteers. All right. Ernest Holmes, our founder, he wrote these words. The spark which burns at the center of our own soul is caught from the living and eternal flame of spirit. I love those words, and it's a reminder of what our focus has been this entire month, as well as other centers across our movement. We've been focusing on tuning into that inner spark of wholeness inside our own selves so that we can live from it. And also, we've been recognizing it around us and in others as well so that their example can inspire us as spiritual beings to recommit to being a presence of light in the world today. That's what we've been talking about. So this week I've been reading about stories, powerful stories of empathy and coexistence and the role of loving kindness and how that can play a role in this world of ours that is so burdened right now with struggle. And I read about... Um, one of my favorite actors, Keanu Reeves, who has a reputation for being a secret philanthropist. But you know how it is, those acts of kindness leak out into the public. For example, it's widely known now that he founded a private cancer foundation, but he didn't attach his name to it. And this foundation focuses on children's hospitals and research He's also granted over, well, something like 200 wishes for children who have life-threatening diseases. He also supports animal advocacy projects, and he is famously generous to the people who work with him whenever he's making movies. Now, some people suggest that all of this good-naturedness comes from the struggles that he's been through and the tragedies that have been in his life. He lost his best friend, um, River Phoenix, to an overdose. His sister died from leukemia. His daughter was stillborn on Christmas Eve. Eighteen months later, the mother of his child died in a car crash. Now, we can't know what inspired all of his philanthropy, but perhaps we can assume that something caused him to want to help make the world a better place, maybe in response to or because of the tragedy. Now, reading about him, I, I remembered this post I came across on social media titled, The Key to Happiness. And the creator said something very powerful. This is what she said. 
Here is the secret to life. The one and only you need to master. It's this. Do not be reactive. I love that. Because it matches our science of mind teaching, the one that invites us to be responsive to the world, not reactive to it. So rather than let setbacks, as real as they are, as real as the tragedies, tragedies of Keanu's life are, to not let setbacks take us down into a rabbit hole of reactivity and to instead drop a deep anchor into that spark within that Ernest wrote about and respond with what we have at our disposal as best as we are able to contribute to our world. Because not everyone has the means to create a foundation, but we all have access to the inner flame of loving kindness. So maybe that will be my 2024 New Year's resolution. Do not become reactive, Edward. Instead, become intentionally responsive because in my mind, that is the way to become the instrument of peace and loving kindness that I want to see in the world. Do not become reactive despite everything and anything that is happening. And above all, do not let anything or anyone get me down. Now, as a practicing member of Centers for Spiritual Living, I wholeheartedly affirm that envisioning peace for the planet is important. And in my own journey, I strive to balance that inner work of imagining a world that works a little better for everyone with action that actually contributes to making that vision a reality. That's why I dedicated my life to teaching the science of mind, this teaching that inspires us not only to look inside our hearts and to examine what we are thinking and feeling, but also asks us to let our words and our actions match what we nurture in our hearts. That's why as a community, every year we partner with 12 nonprofit partners who are doing work in the world to lighten the burden carried by so many in the world and to help translate our vision into reality. This year, 2023, we partnered with court-appointed social advocates, special advocates, Days for Girls International, Food for Thought Food Bank, Forget Me Not Farms, Interfaith Shelter Network, Jewish Community Free Clinic, Nuestra Comunidad, Petaluma People Services, Project Quetzal in Guatemala, Redwood Empire Food Bank, Sonoma County Acts of Kindness, and Sonoma Family Meals. And today, I'm feeling my gratitude for you who have helped it be possible to make those connections and also my gratitude for these organizations who have been and are continuing to be the feet on the ground action of our vision helping to create a world that works just a little bit better for somebody. 
Now, reading about Keanu inspired me to continue reading. I started looking for hopeful things that happened in 2023 because I wanted to tune into that enormous power of gratitude because I needed it this week. And I found a lot of it. Articles everywhere from the Washington Post to Mashables to blog posts everywhere. And that there was so much out there tells me that other people are seeking the same. Here are some of the developments that caught my attention from 2023. Now, you may not agree that all of them are positive. Still, they tell the story, the story of hope. And that brightness still persists in the world. 2023 marked a remarkable year for electric vehicles with a significant increase in their adoption worldwide. Now, although this is not without its problems, the trend indicates a global increase in the awareness of sustainable energy use. And talking of which, and this is groundbreaking news, Renewable energy in 2023 surpassed coal in the United States. And this shift not only signifies the move towards cleaner energy, but it tells the story of this emerging global dedication to reducing carbon emissions. It's good news. And solar energy also experienced a massive surge, as did Wind power, notably in Texas, traditionally known for its dependency on oil. And, and these trends highlight this change in worldwide focus and our growing interest in the health of our planet. And talking about our planet... In 2023, the ozone showed signs of recovery again. And whatever the cause for that is, it's good news. As is the good news about air quality in the United States, in Europe, and in China as a result of focused intentional pollution reduction. 2023 also showed movement in a number of places towards a little better treatment of the beings on our planet, like the bees, which in Europe are benefiting from a very focused and intensified effort to protect them by banning harmful pesticides. And that's important because of the crucial role that these little pollinators play in our entire ecosystem. And conservation initiatives have led to the recovery of several previously endangered species. In 2023, the Saiga deer comes from the Central Asian steppes. It's no longer classified as endangered. It's been declassified, along with almost a dozen Hawaiian birds, which when added together make up a list, quite a substantial list of species being declassified from the endangered species list. As long, and there's this great story I read about um, the Sydney Harbour where a hundred or maybe 200 tiny endangered seahorses were released 
igniting hope for their recovery and survival. And although there is still a lot of work to do, still 90% of the species on the endangered list are still endangered, the seeds have been planted and continue to be planted. And 2023 was the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act, a bipartisan effort to respond to declining populations. And did you know that it resulted in one of the most historic and amazing acts? Wolves were reintroduced to Yellowstone National Park, a species that is integral and vital to the whole ecosystem of that area, very notable event. We also made considerable progress in responding to COVID. It's a, a hopeful sign of effective management of the pandemic. And oh, this one is close to my heart. Uh, returning cultural artifacts to their country of origin is now a thing. Who knew? And this trend represents an emerging movement toward rectifying historic wrongs. And it demonstrates a growing ethical consciousness around and about cultural appropriation. It's big. I also turn to one of my favorite sources, the, the Good News Network. I can always count on it to reorient my mind toward hope and the spark of light within, with its stories and with its news, such as this. And maybe you already knew this. I didn't know this. The Nature Conservancy has a project in Hong Kong where tons and tons of used restaurant oyster shells are collected weekly and used to restore oyster reefs because it turns out oyster reefs are one of nature's best water purifiers. That's happening. Or the story of the Icelandic man who recovers stolen bikes. He never gets angry or calls the police on the thieves. He doesn't do that. In fact, the police call him because he has developed a network among displaced and shelterless people. And here's how it happened. His bike was stolen, and he tracked it. He traced it down to a homeless encampment. And when he got there, he noticed police driving by doing absolutely nothing. So instead of reacting and becoming enraged, he decided to respond by getting Involved, And so he started to talk to the people who took the bike and other bikes. And eventually, through relationship, he enrolled them in a what is now, in 2023, a citywide bike recovery force. Because they, too, wanted to create a better world. Now, this man's name is Lee Yosin. And in his experience, as he tells it, the bike thefts are primarily driven by addiction. People steal them to try and afford to pay for their drugs. So when he realized that, he pivoted his focus to helping some of them find the pathway to recovery. Ah. Oh. 
Oh, here's another story that happened in 2023. In Virginia, an army veteran, Juan Serrano, he was returning home one night in the middle of winter from his church service when he noticed a distressed youth on the Appomattox Bridge. Is that how you say it? Appomattox? Yeah. There was this distressed teen on the bridge looking like he was going to jump. So he stopped to offer help, but the teen jumped. And then Juan did something that goes against all logic and is not advised. He jumped after the teen, plummeting some 50 feet to land in icy water in complete darkness. And he then had to use, I guess, his intuition or his instinct to swim through the dark and frigid water, struggling towards where he thought the teen might be. And when he did eventually get them, he creatively pulled his belt out and strapped it to the teen's backpack and dragged them both to safety. I know. Now, I, I read up about you know, the Good News Network and the artificial, beneficial trends, artificial, the beneficial trends of 2023 because I wanted to be reminded that in a world that is currently ravaged by war and misinformation and so much hatred, that simultaneously there continues to be a call to wholeness. That there are still people who are doing the best that they are able with what they have available to them to ease the suffering in this world. Now this compilation of positive developments and inspiring stories is not to overshadow the work that still needs to be done in this world, but instead to replenish our optimism and energy so that we can breathe in and continue to answer the call. So I offer them to you to do with what you wish. Now perhaps they will inspire you to think about your 2023 and its gifts that it brought to your life as well as the challenges. So that when it does come time for you to look to the future, that you're filled from within, not only with somber humility, but importantly with deep connected gratitude and above all, a renewed inclination to share that light within you with the world as best as you know how. I want to close this morning with a story that is a story of remarkable hope and struggle and gratitude from the depths of the ocean. And it's a story that is being shared in many of our centers this very morning throughout our movement. It's about a female humpback whale who in 2005 found herself ensnared in a labyrinth of crab traps and lines. She was burdened by the heavy weight and it was dragging her down and she was struggling to breathe and she would die. Her tail was ensnared, her torso entangled in the lines, even her mouth was constrained by the ropes. And this all took place just off the Farallon Islands near the Golden Gate. 
just beyond the Golden Gate. And an angler noticed her distress and called for help. And a rescue team quickly came and assembled and understood immediately the gravity of the situation. And they realized that the only hope for her survival lay in a very risky, daring mission. They had to dive into the water and cut her free from the bindings. Now, the task was fraught with danger because a single flick of the whale's tail could prove to be fatal, very powerful. But they were undeterred, and their rescuers, they plunged into the ocean, and they had these curved knives, and they embarked on the arduous task of cutting through the tense, thick entanglements. Hours, hour after hour, they worked tirelessly, until finally she was free. And the moment of her liberation was nothing short of miraculous because the whale swam in exuberant circles, like in a dance of freedom in that vast ocean. But what followed was even more touching. She approached each rescuer one by one, with a gentle nudge and a soft push, like a gesture of thanks in the language of the ocean. Now, those who were there spoke of it as an unforgettable, profoundly moving experience. And one rescuer recalled how the whale's eye followed him as he worked to free her mouth. That moment of connection, he said, transformed him forever. And just the rehearing of the story is transformative back into the recollection of wholeness. Now, in this story and the others that I've shared, I find powerful messages of empathy and coexistence and the reminder of the power of gratitude and the impact of loving kindness that truly transcends species and cultures and transcends all of those things that would act to separate us. To me, there are stories of interconnectedness of all life, and they stand for me as a reminder of the incredible capacity that we have to respond to the world, even when we want to react, to respond to the world even when we are in the midst of intense struggle. Now, the whale story brings me to a moment of reflection, and I hope it does for you too. It causes me to pause and ask myself, what is it that I truly wish for every child, every adult, and every being in our world? And most importantly, what will I do in 2024, to respond to that desire so that I may contribute to a world that works just a little better. I invite you to take a breath in with me. As we exhale, to move into a moment of prayer. In the infinity of life where I am, all is present as spirit, the living spirit, almighty, the source of all that is. The infinite, that which has never been created, which is always present, 
and is persistently available. I identify myself with this power as being the source of who I am and the energy that causes me to be and to think and to create. Even these words are infused by it, as is each person in this room. And from this awareness of my unity with spirit, I realize I am one with all life through our shared experience of our spiritual source. From this awareness, I realize that I have, as each one does, have the capacity to create, to respond, to renew, to express. And so I turn within to that flame, the eternal flame, the seat of consciousness within, the presence of compassion inside, so that I may attune myself in my words and deeds to its nature as I move about this world. I give thanks for this awareness, and with joy in my heart, I release this word into that aspect of the divine we call the law. Using these words, and I invite you to join me by saying, and so it is. Once again, a breath in, followed by a sigh.